From the broadcast booth to a courtside seat to the post-game locker room, nobody's closer to the action than our guys. It's Chris, JD, and Mike here inside the press box. Right wing Molinar working against Days now. Out front Moore, wide open three for the lead. is good for Shaquille Moore. Boy, that's what Shaquille needed. We needed it. Mississippi State needed it, but Shaquille Moore really needed that deal. Just shoot up in here amongst us. One of us has got to have some relief. Let me tell you, boys, as we roll into, again, this Tuesday, Whoa. February 15th, on the Press Box, Mike, Chris, and J.D. And, boys, when you can work Jerry Clower into your basketball play-by-play, you were born to be the voice of the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Please welcome Neil Price into the Press Box. Neil, howdy, and hail State, man. How are you? Hey, Mike. Hey, I'm, I'm sorry that you all dug so deep, and that was the only thing you could find out of that ball game. Oh, no, I, oh. I got a whole oh, hey, I got a treasure trove of them, man. Neil, if you only had a lead better on that team, how great would that be? <laughs> Marcel, oh, Clovis, oh, Eugene. I, yeah, I, that, listen, we've gone through we've gone through the family tree during football games. Matt and I have done that two or three times since I've been here, and uh, yeah, yeah, I, I was real fortunate the first uh, second year that I was doing the games here. I was asked to go speak to an alumni group in Summit, Mississippi, which is right outside of Macomb which is 20 minutes from Liberty. And one of the conditions that I would go, a guy named Richard Hay is an ag extension agent for the university in Amet County. And he was friends with Katie Clower, Katie Johnson. Now uh, Jerry and Homer Lynn Clower's youngest daughter, the one that Jerry described in an album as the one that snuck up on me and mama. And um, he said, I, I called Richard and I said, Richard, I'm coming down there. Any chance you can get me to route for Liberty, Mississippi? I want to see it. So he calls Katie City. and Katie says, I've got to get out of town late this afternoon, but I've got three or four hours. We've got a place behind the house out here that has all of daddy's stuff in it. And I'd love for you to come by and, and we'll show you the place. We'll tell you where everything's at. So I spent four hours before I went to uh, to talk to this group, getting to visit with Katie Clower, hearing about every trip that Jerry Clower made, seeing all this cool stuff that came in from the road when he was traveling, um, things he kept through his career, Mississippi State related stuff, and then stuff too from from when he was traveling, you know, and touring, and it was awesome. I mean, one of it, it is still, I think, the greatest thing outside of doing any game here. It's still the greatest thing I've, I've been able to do since I've been here. Absolutely wonderful. I promise we wanted to talk sports, but Neil Price, on that topic about Jerry Clower, if you, uh, if you host a signing day deal, which now it's in December, uh, and they talk about the running back class, you could always introduce him as he is going to be the man what run with the football. The man um, what run with the football. Um the guy, Chris, legendary yes, Alabama running back, uh, grandson, plays baseball for Brad over there. Um, help me with the name. Um, am I right on that? You probably are, but I'm drawing che- a blank right now. Chio, um, oh, I can't say it. 
It's left me. Jerry tells a story about playing against Alabama. Okay. And this this guy is is great running back. And he said he ran right at me, and I forget who the other teammate was he's talking about, but he said I went to tackle him, and he said he was like a watermelon seed. said he just shot straight up in the air <laughs> and takes off down the field. Well, he said he'd run around and all over everybody. And he said uh, we got – he said I was down on the ground. I missed a tackle. My buddy's with me, and he said we looked up and said uh, – he said, get up and run after him, Jerry. And I said, uh-uh, just lay right here. He'll be back in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> right. But. So the thing that I love is that you're a guy who grew up in Kentucky, right? No, East Tennessee. East Tennessee. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. East Tennessee. Close. Close. Worked, just a little south, in, but close. You yeah. worked in Kentucky for a good bit of your career. But you sound, and I I mean this respectfully because it's what it's it's somewhat who you are, but it's the way you've ingrained yourself in the culture and who the school is and what the school is. You sound like you have lived your whole life in the Magnolia State because you identify with your audience so well. And man, let me tell you, to follow if not directly, indirectly, two legends in our league, two legends in that state, and to be from outside but yet sound so much at home and make those listeners so comfortable, that is an incredible trait that I don't know that anybody else in our business could have pulled off the way you have. Well, it's nice of you to say that, and, you know, I mean – I don't know. There's still a lot of things that I don't know about the place. And what I would say to you is that I've been really fortunate in that the people that, that I work with, uh, and I'm real lucky, uh, to have those folks, you know, uh, Richard Williams went to school here, has a great deal of knowledge. And I mean, he's filled me in on just about everything from babe McCarthy and Bailey Howe all the way up to the present day as it relates to to Mississippi State basketball. And then to have Matt and Jay on the football broadcast, two state alums, a guy who played quarterback here, um, you know, they've helped me out quite a bit too uh, with with relation to catching me up. And, you know, and John Cohen had been a friend for a long time. And John went to school here and played baseball here. And, you know, obviously he, he knows a lot of people from, from this part of the world too. So, you know, I can't tell you that I came down here and cracked open every book there ever was that was written about Mississippi state and just sat there and learned it. Now I've read a few of them, but I mean, I, I've just been really fortunate in that I, I worked with a lot of really good people here who have, have helped me in that respect, uh, much more so than I could have ever learned on my own. I think, well, you understand where you are and you care about it, and you know that what matters, you you understand what matters to those people. That's why, again, it may sound simple to some, but to go spend four hours at Jerry Clower's daughter's house, learning even more about him, that's that's Mississippi State. That That's who and what that is from a history standpoint and a culture standpoint. And again, that's just among the reasons you're so good at your job. Let's talk about... Your your team right now with the voice of the Mississippi State Bulldogs and and 
I, I felt it before we got beat by him. Uh, incredibly dangerous team, veteran team. Maybe not as good as the best that the league has to offer night in and night out. But the the plus you do have, Neil, is you go into every game wearing maroon knowing you got a shot at who you're playing. And I think you guys have, have shown that this year. Yeah, they just need to get over the hump more. You know, that's the thing. I mean, you're sitting at 10 losses right now with, I think, seven to play in State's case. And, you know, I, I you've got to find a way to get over the hump, especially on the road. Um, they have been in, I mean, to the point that, that I can't imagine how frustrating it has been for them that they have been right there in some real tough road games against quad one opponents. And it's not long stretches per se. It's, it's a possession or two or three coming down the stretch where it's, it's a poor decision or it's, it's a lack of recognition on defense or, you know, something that is, is detail oriented you know, something that's not a big thing that has to be fixed, but yet here you are this late in the season and you're still making those mistakes. That's the thing they've got to clean up, you know, and uh, for whatever reason, it, it just hasn't happened so far. But their defense has kept them in a lot of games against a lot of really good teams, and I think their defense really helped them win that first game against Alabama over in Starkville, you know, a month or so ago, and they're not an easy team to defend. Because of the way they play, they force you, especially if you're playing man-to-man, they force you to make a lot of long covers because of the way they move the ball and because they shoot so many three-point shots. And I thought that day, and I talked to Coach Allen about this yesterday, I said I thought that day, you know, for for the, the, the problems at times State has had guarding the perimeter this year, I thought in that game they were as good at making those long covers, hustling, rotating, doing all the things they were supposed to do as I've seen them play all year. And they'll have to be that good again tomorrow night to have a chance to win that game. Talking Mississippi State Bulldog basketball, we'll get into others, uh, of course, the dude about to crank up. We got baseball just around the corner, but two basketball and the Bulldogs, Ben Hallen, you just mentioned the coach. In circumstances like this, um, where wins are hard to come by, what are his best attribute skills or techniques that you've seen as a broadcaster to keep his oh, team I, centered, focused in tough times? Oh, I, well, I mean, I think you just fall back on fundamentals. You know, I, I think he, he talks a lot about that. Um, I've watched him in practices before talk to guys about the, you know, especially during this stretch. I mean, the value of a jump stop, how many turnovers can you eliminate by simply leaning on a jump stop when you drive into the paint, um, defense, he starts and ends everything with defense. I think that's the reason that he's won as many games as he has, uh, because, you know, if, you, if you'll defend, you'll give yourself a chance to win a game. And they lean a lot on that, uh, you know. And, and I think, too, he he will go back and, and, like so many other coaches, watch every game that his team has played 
And one of the first things they do before they go back into practice between opponents is Mm. they'll sit down and they'll at least watch edits out of a game. And in a lot of cases, if it's been a particularly tough night, they'll watch the whole game again. And it's, it's not to tear guys down and say, I can't believe you did this. It's, Hey, look at this. Now let's talk about how we fix it. And they go to work on it. And, you know, so I think that's, that's his biggest, that's his biggest strength is that he just puts his head back down and goes to work, you know, and, and that's all you like. Like I, I talked to him yesterday about this tough stretch and schedule. This will be the fourth straight game that States played against a quad one opponent tomorrow night. And I think it's like seven of the last nine. Don't don't. I mean, I'm not exact on the number. I think it's seven of the last yeah. nine or 10. I mean, it has been, uh, it's been as tough a stretch as, as I've seen since I've been here with regard to, you know, they just keep coming night after night. I told him, I said, you, you can't, you can't put your head, uh, you can't put your head down too far. Cause I said, the schedule just keeps coming, doesn't it? And he just, just kind of smiled and yeah, it just keeps coming right now for sure. You know I mean? It's, it, you can't, you can't allow the same game to beat you two or three times in a row when you get a stretch like this. Hey, last thing, and, and we'll let you run. I, I'm not looking for a breakdown of, of the team itself. Uh, cause I know you, first of all, you're not doing the play by play for baseball. So you're not locked in on it. Uh, like somebody else, maybe heck I'm not locked in on, it. I'm doing the game Friday night or uh, Sunday, but for Mississippi state people kind of tell me what it's going to be like when they get started for this year, because you're coming into a season having won the school's first ever national title in anything. And I'm going to think, and I may be wrong, but I would be surprised because I think it should be almost a continuation of the celebration from last year. I understand fully coaches, players have to turn the page. But for the fans, I've got to think it's a chance to gather together again and celebrate the fact that until somebody else raises that trophy in Omaha, you guys are still the national champions. Yeah, I mean, I, I think so. And I, I think it'll be a celebration on Friday. You know, uh, they've got a good team coming in here. Long Beach going to come in here to open the year, and they've got a great history. And, you know, I, I've already – on the Internet, people are already looking for tickets, you know. So, I mean, I, I'm sure that it'll be a huge crowd – and uh, they have been flying that national championship flag uh, on a, a probably a 30 or 35 foot tall flagpole out behind the right field fence from from the day the celebration, the official celebration ended at the end of last season. Uh, and it's still flying out there, you know, so I don't think that that, that people here are still, you know, excited about what has happened. And I know they're excited about the potential to try and go and do it again. And I think they've got the players to do it. Now, they're going to have some guys that are in some different roles, especially on that pitching staff, one or two in particular that have been at the back end of the game that they're asking to have to move now to the front end. Um, you got to replace some people in the lineup that were big parts of that, but they've had good recruiting, and it's just a matter of you know how long do, does it take the new guys to kind of figure it out. Uh, but I think they've got a great chance to try and go back and do it again, and uh, you know, good good for them that that they 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 found a way to get it done because this was a place that was starving for something like that to happen, 
and uh, it changed the dynamic of the fan base. It changed the dynamic of the town. Uh, a lot of people who who had been proud Mississippi State fans uh, started to to walk a little taller and straighter uh, because of sure. what happened here in baseball last year. And you know I, they're they're all excited about it. Yeah, all excited. You mentioned tickets, Neil. I saw a graphic yesterday that says the number of season tickets sold for Mississippi State baseball exceeds thirteen thousand three hundred. Who, who, yeah. who else can do that? I've never been anywhere else like that. <clears throat> never. Um, and, you know, I mean, for a long time, if you if you said a team, a baseball program had sold 8,000 at some of the other places in this league, you're thinking, man, that's a huge number. And it is a huge number. Yeah. But thir- over 13,3. Yeah, that's wild, isn't it? Over 13,300 people have bought season tickets for baseball this year. And, you know, the running joke among some people in the fan base now is that, when, you know, they built this this beautiful ballpark, and everybody's like, oh, you know, they, they didn't build it big enough. Everybody tried to tell them when they built it, oh, no, you need to build it bigger than this. You could build it to whole 15 or 17, and it still wouldn't be big enough, you know, and they might be right. That's the thing. They might be right. Um it's a lot of fun. Now, I admit I'm not a guy who's over there every game, um, but I'll go. I've been to a handful since I've been here, um, and it, uh, it it's unlike anything I've been to. It really is. I mean, because it has – it feels like going to a big league game sometimes or, or certainly a triple-A game. I mean, because it's just the bigness of the place um, – it's it's first class all the way around. Uh, I mean, so if you're if you're around, and now the caveat is, and you can get a ticket. Um, I'd encourage you to go. I would. Uh, everybody I mean, should see yeah. it. It should be if you're if you're a college baseball fan, it should be a bucket list item for you. It should. Con- condominiums it's, it's in really left something. field. Condominiums in left field. Uh, hey, let's wrap up though. Neil Price, kind of back off the phone just a little bit and give us your best Jerry Clower. Oh. <laughs> that's a classic very nice that was on his resume tape to get the job <laughs> oh, oh my good goodness so if you, one of these days in the summer when all this slows down we can have we can have 20 or 30 minutes of, of story time and and we can talk about a lot more of this book uh book it yeah. I'd enjoy that as much as I would talking about the ball game. Just Absolutely. to be perfectly that's, honest with you, that's really uh, more what we do, brother. You're right. Yeah, you nailed yeah. it. This that's might, why you're always welcome. This might be the only sports talk show that that, that that would do that. Yeah, that that would that would be quite appropriate for us. Neil, think the world of you, man. Thanks so much for your time today. Enjoy your trip to Tuscaloosa, and uh, we'll talk to you again next time inside the press box. All right, guys. See you. That is Neil Price, you. voice of the Mississippi State Bulldogs on the Mississippi State Sports Network from Learfield. He'll have the call again of the Tide and the Bulldogs tomorrow night from Coleman Coliseum there in Tuscaloosa. Want to talk to the guys? Hit them up at the contact page online at PressBoxRadio.com or find them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at PressBoxRadio1. That's PressBoxRadio and the number one. That's how you can earn access to the PressBox. Box.